Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. Brilliant, outstanding, breathtaking. Three adjectives to describe my three guests. Welcome. Oh. Welcome <laughs> to the brilliant Spencer Debson. Evening, Nigel. The outstanding John Stapleton. Good evening, sir. And the breathtaking Stato that is Paul Denby. Good evening. Talk about our reaction following the Norwich City surprise defeat at Carrow Road. What a joy to witness 8-0 at the Etihad. John, try and just try and sum that up for us, would you please? Well, I, I describe it as like watching the Harlem Globetrotters, basically. I was a kid, I remember seeing them at <laughs> Wembley when I was old. Not, before I was a teenager, even, being absolutely amazed by their, by their skill. And I, equally, on Saturday, I was amazed by the skill we displayed. I have to say, I, I think Watford are probably the worst team I've ever seen in the Premier League. Oh, the worst team since I last saw them at the cup final, put it that way. Um, they were dreadful. And I talked to a couple of people who know far more about it than me, a couple of uh, ex-professionals uh, during, the, uh, during the break. And, and both of them said they gave up after two or three. I mean, they just they could, should have gone home, basically. Uh, but it was stunning. It was breathtaking to nick one of your adjectives. Absolutely fabulous day. Five up after, you know, 18 minutes, whatever it was. Game over. Fantastic. Spencer, uh, we beat them six at, at the cup final, eight at the weekend. They weren't great. But you have to say that City were fantastic as well, recognising that we weren't up against the best opposition in the world. Absolutely fantastic. And I was quite amused to read the uh, quote in the press afterwards that Ben Foster said he was, quote, happy. Uh, that we were only 5-0 down at half-time. And for, you know, for the goalkeeper to make a statement like that, I mean, the Watford team obviously were totally blitzed. They must have felt utterly demoralised. But I must say, uh, they really looked really abject. And clearly we wouldn't uh, craft goals uh, uh, in that way against better opposition. But we, we, you know, there was murder on the pitch, wasn't there? It was... Could have been 12. Should have been 12. Yeah, in fact, in fact Aguero had an off day. Yeah, he did. Uh, know, well, well, can we start with that, Paul? I mean, because there's so much good to talk about. Aguero having hit the post twice, um, missed another one as well. And, and actually, you could argue, uh, didn't have the best game. 
No, you could argue that. He, he only scored a penalty, and that was, wasn't the greatest penalty of all time. It was pretty much straight down the middle, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, he hit the post. Uh, he put one wide of the post. He tried to chip the keeper, and he put it a good yard wide. Uh, so he didn't have a great game. And De Bruyne, mm, 10 out of 10 for his performance, except for that last minute. When, what was he doing going near post when he had a whole goal to aim at far post? You're not complaining, are you? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm greedy. Like you said a few moments ago, it could have been 12 or 13, and it wouldn't have been an injustice because we did miss four or five very, very good chances. Mm. Uh, it started with a really strong lineup as well, of course. There was some criticism the week before when we saw De Bruyne was on the bench and we were a bit disappointed. Kind of the Mares for Sterling, and, and I think I'll come back to Mares in a second. Mm. That aside, it was pretty much the stronger side, injuries aside, that, that he co- probably could put out. And I was excited when I saw that lineup. I, I was pretty pleased. Yeah, I think a few people were disappointed Sterling was on the bench. Got to give the guy a break from time to time and give him a rest. Uh, but Morris had a great game as well. Let's be honest about it. He had the run that created the free kick from which he scored that wonderful goal. Uh, he won the penalty as well and had an all-round good game. So I got no complaints. And Fernandinho at centre-back. Uh, been predicted. We've seen it. And, and there he was. OK, recognising it wasn't exactly Brazil in the 1970s sort of coming, coming down at him. Yeah. Uh, at every it wasn't Socrates at the back there, it, was it? It wasn't, wasn't <laughs> quite, was it? But... but a, a very, very accomplished performance. Look, really very solid, and Otamendi as well. But let's be honest, they were really not tested. And I don't think I think it's uh, too early to sort of say that they will solidify as our, uh, you know, new defence. But Fernandinho has been one of our most reliable players for a long time, and I've got a lot of confidence in him at, at centre back as well. Uh, John, I'm not going to start with man of the match uh, because I don't think he was my man of the match. Uh, I'm going to start with my man of the match. Kevin De Bruyne. Well, who, he was. But apparently um, this bloke who scored three goals, this uh, David Silva's son, Bernardo, apparently got, got, the, uh, got the man of the match. Well, I don't, I don't think he should get man of the match. I mean, Nor do he, I. I'm, I mean, I'm two violently of, agreeing Two of them you. were scrambled, actually. No uh, one gave him man of the match, to be fair, in the no. press, did they? Kevin De Bruyne, by, by a country mile, man of the match. Good. I mean, fantastic. I mean, scored an cr- absolute cracking goal, had a, uh, was directly responsible for at least one, two more, and had a hand in at least one more. I mean, what do you want from a guy? I thought he was sensational. And I have to say, going back to the man you mentioned a moment ago, Mares, you know I've not been as fierce... I said I'd come back to him. Come back to him now. Very happy, John. Take it on. I've not been the most supportive uh, of uh, Mares in in the past, but I I think in the last two or three games, he's really, you know, come on big time. And I I wouldn't fault his performance uh, on Saturday. I thought he was terrific. I'm wondering whether the manager said to him, look, I'm going to give you a run in the side here Mm. to kind of build that confidence. It, It kind has that feel to it, it that, you know, feel you're going like to start that. the next few games yeah. you're not playing for your place there's no yeah. pressure on you just go and enjoy yourself yeah. his first touch is absolutely mm. phenomenal yeah. wherever it's pinged from he just sticks to his foot and, and he just exactly I mean the, 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 the free kick he looks a threat he does he yeah. the free kick that he won you know that he, yeah. he, I don't know how many players he beat but he just tripped on the edge of the box he's, he's starting to, to, to yeah, really perform exactly that and I think he is a real confidence player mm. um, and everyone knows he's a good player he knows he's a good player but I think once he thinks he's got the confidence of Pep running the team and uh, second to De Bruyne I think he's going to really come on this season I wasn't quite sure why Foster brought him down in the penalty area actually because I thought the ball was going out anyway so he didn't it, need to did he didn't really? need error to, of judgment no really 
Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. Foster died for the ball, and he shouldn't have really died for it because the ball was on its way out. Yeah. Once Morris had touched it, he should have just stood there, but he made a commitment. I think it was too late by then. But. Do you want to touch on sort of KDB? Just remind ourselves: out of sixty-one games last year, he played in thirty-two, mm. and we we kind of, we finished the season with every single domestic trophy we played in. If he's going to be fit throughout this season, he's going to be such an asset, isn't he, Paul? Oh, of course, it's like signing a hundred and fifty million pound player. Let's be honest about it; he's in that price bracket. If we were not that we would sell him today, but I would guess his market value is about that figure. If Sane was at one hundred twenty-ish million, that we were supposedly selling for Kevin De Bruyne is world class he is one of the players that would potentially get in a world 11 today uh, I don't think you necessarily maybe Sterling you might say is on the borderline as well but other than those two we've got other players who are fantastic but Bernardo Silva borderline as well De Bruyne what, is just brilliant what, what about David Silva on Saturday I mean you know the fact that this guy is going to leave us at the end of the season distresses me I mean why don't we make him an offer he can't refuse uh, the, the story is he's going to Miami or something like that you know he could go if he plays like that for another year he'd be a fantastic asset to City he, he, despite he it. was sensational he was, I mean there were so many players you can say that about of course yeah. the, the problem with keeping David Silva is do you keep Foden then because Foden is seen by many as a natural yeah. replacement to David Silva. And I'd hazard a guess, I don't know this for a fact, this is hypothesis, Guardiola said to Foden, you'll get a few games this season, we'll get you in the cup yeah. games, we'll play you, but next season will be your season, because when David Silva leaves, you're taking mm. his position. I can see that. I mean, he's a great player, Foden, but you see David Silva playing the way he does. He is absolutely a million miles from, from David Silva, isn't he? Am I being unfair to young Foden? You're but- not, but um, I do believe in the succession plan as well. I mean, we're starting to get some new players in the squad now, aren't we? Um, Angelino and, uh, and, you know, Garcia's come in in the background yeah. and, and so on. So I do think uh, that uh, it's actually right and proper that he goes out on a massive high. As one of our yeah, greatest there's ever There's a good argument for that. Yeah. I, mem- I remember uh, talking to Jimmy Greaves once, years and years ago, uh, and re- reminding him that he finished up playing at Barnet. You know, yeah. n- not good. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. But such a great player and a lovely guy, too. You, you meant, well, Miami, Barnet, I mean, yeah. it might well be a similar yeah. category. You said different pay bracket, I think. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm sure. <laughs> a bit sunnier over there, isn't it? <laughs> what, in Barnet? Is it sunny in Barnet? Well, in Miami, I thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. Miami, sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> We mentioned Aguero, and I know he had an off day, but again, he scored in whatever his first seven games, six games of the season, whatever it is. But, but, but interestingly, he is now third in the players who have scored 100 goals at a single venue. Quiz time for you. I'm not going to start with you, Stato, because I know you're there. Um, I've got the top five here. So uh, who is ahead? Oof. Do you know who it is who's ahead of... What, um, anywhere or... In terms of scoring 100 goals at one stadium. There Rooney, are two players. Rooney. Rooney at Old Trafford is correct. Only yeah. one goal, he's got 101. And yeah. who's ahead of them by 13? He's got 114 in one venue. I'm not sure you know it. Alan Shearer? It's not. He's below that. He's 97, actually. Thierry Henry. It is Thierry Henry, who at uh, Highbury scored 114. Uh, the other one not on the list we haven't said is, uh, is on 85, is uh, Robbie Fowler at Anfield. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's Sadly it's, not at Main Road. It's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> four, four, four or five, five was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, so or even the Etihad. Mr. Ted that costs Europe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, it is an education, this, all, all the way through, you see. Uh, so what else can we talk about? The, the one player I'm going to just throw on the table as well, he's, he's already been mentioned briefly, is Rodri, mm. who continues to perform, continues to look very solid. Uh, yeah, we, it, it comes with a caveat, this was not a great opposition at the weekend. But having said that, he looked in total control, looks mm. really comfortable. He's tall, he's strong. Mm. I don't think he misplaced a pass. I don't think he did either. I, I'm very impressed with the guy. He's slotted in very quickly and with consummate ease, as far as I mm. can see. Huge asset to, to the team. Uh, I'd give him a rest at, well, maybe come to Preston, but I'd give him a rest at Preston because I think he's played, he started every game, hasn't he? Maybe apart from one. Uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant acquisition. I, I think this comes back to our outstanding recruitment policy. I was having this argument with someone, you know, that you know, City's thrown all the money, at, you know, therefore they should be doing well, and of course they, they are. But there was a stat that we only have spent 15 million more gross than Man U in the last uh, seven, eight years or something. You know, City's uh, acquisition policy is absolutely outstanding. Have you ever heard of Rodri before? I haven't. No, but I tell you what, I bet City have been tracking him for yeah, two sure. to three years, but I, I, and they I'm knew supporting exactly what you say about yeah. the recruitment. You know? I've never heard of Edison and Edison. No. I mean, no. I don't watch yeah. European football. No. Maybe that's, like that's some that's of them. The Stato, you will be different. You will take uh, a different Rod- view. Rod- you know his Rod- inside leg measurement. Rodri was well known actually, for Atletico Madrid. He was one of their star players, and had helped them get through. I think a lot of teams were looking at him, but we had Guardiola. We've got the infrastructure and he wanted to come to us clearly but a lot of other teams were looking at Rodri uh, Edison I, I'd heard of him but I didn't know much about him mm. but yeah we've got a great recruitment policy we get these players and we lose out one or two players but let's look at who we lost out to as well Sanchez was on his way to us who knows what would have happened had he come to us but he went to the Reds and his career's been ruined and we dodged a bullet and we, yeah. dodged, we could have dodged a bullet we don't know but yeah it's all hypothesis isn't under, it? under Pep he may have had a different it could have been we just could've, don't could've know but under, under Mourinho he was a disaster Good, bring it on. Let's just run really quickly, because we, we've only got sort of 40 minutes or so in the studio, so we, we can't spend too long on all of these goals. Let's just quickly run through them. The first one, De Bruyne's pass for Silver was just magnificent. Pa- pass of the, one of the passes of the century, only beaten, in my view, by David Silver's pass at Old Trafford for the one when we won 6-1 for the final goal. To Dzeko. To Dzeko. That's yeah. the only pass that I've ever seen that I could even put in the same league yeah. as that De Bruyne. Pass I did. of the century. I do yeah. recall maybe the second pass of the century was De Bruyne to Sane last season, an outrageous Stoke City, Stoke City, yeah. Stoke City. Yeah. yeah, that was. It was a very similar from the other yeah. side of the pitch, of course, got the other, in the other goal. Yeah, yeah. sad bastards, aren't we? We're going nothing, through passes. I have nothing but admiration. <laughs> discuss Stoke City. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, sure. Did we play Stoke City? Oh, of course we did. Yes. <laughs> I can give you another one as well. Okay. Great pass. Oh, yeah, go on, then. It. It. it was a very important goal as well. I think it was De Bruyne's pass to um, Jesus for the goal against Southampton when we won 1-0 oh, to get the last 100 game of points. Yeah, yes. last that, game was, yeah. yeah, that was a brilliant pass as it well. Was, yeah. So are they all pass of the season? Or, or How long we got, Nigel? 40 yeah. minutes? <laughs> I was going to say, we got, well, this is still the first goal. De Bruyne is in three of those four passes. Absolutely. Uh, second goal. We've already said it. Ben Foster didn't need to bring him down. Did. No. Um, and, and as was said, not his, not his best penalty either. Uh, free kick. For the third again, it was Mahrez's dribble. Yeah, uh, that's an own goal, in my view. It was an own goal. I think so, but it, if it's going towards the goal, they give it to the player that struck the ball, which massive is a bit silly. Massive. Own goal all day long. Yes. Why view, was Tommy yes. Hutchison in 1981 an own goal then? Because I think it was travelling wide. If you look at it, it's very difficult. You've not got all the angles on it now from 1981, have we? Do, do we have to go there? 
<laughs> it was going so well, wasn't it? Yeah. And we're back to 81. Let's get back to Steve McKenzie if we're going to go there. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, KDB's corner flicked on by Otamendi and Bernardo, who we've not really talked very much about. I've rather skipped us, rather unkindly <laughs> saying he wasn't man of the match. He did. This is the first of his three. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, uncharacteristic yeah. header. Um, the best of his three as well. Sort of launched himself at it, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, no one within half a mile of him was. As a commentator said, but where was the marking? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Aguero to his fellow Argentinian Otamendi doesn't score many, but uh, took yeah. it well, to be fair. I was pleased playing. he scored somehow because I felt sli- he was slightly berated the other week against yeah. Norwich, and it was like, you know, it's. Made it feel happened. better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bernardo's next one is the silver magic really isn't it I think he, it wasn't yeah. a great first touch was it exactly I no. think it was a scuff shot and then got it over the line and then De Bruyne the provider again for uh, Bernardo to get his, his hat trick and then finally Go finally on. let's just do a couple of minutes uh, we on, uh, on, on the final one and De Bruyne who just well what can I say? I actually am the only person in the room who wasn't actually at the game live. Um, I couldn't make it. And I was otherwise engaged, tuned in at about 65, 70 minutes, turned the commentary on, and it went, oh, it's all gone a bit flat here. I thought, what's happened? You know, <laughs> didn't know what the context was. And so it's 6-0 or 7-0, whatever it was at that point. Then I tuned in, and uh, that was an absolutely outstanding... I don't know how to describe it. Help me. You know, it was just... World-class finish. There was virtually no backlift to his shot either, and the power that that ball was struck with was incredible because Foster is a decent keeper. Let's not not put him down. But he didn't even stand a chance because it was in the net before he'd even really moved to it. It's such power he hit it with and accuracy. It's 20 yards out, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it was on the edge of the area, so yeah. yeah. Another quiz for you then, because I'm in the quiz mood now, and the, you know there's so, so much joy around. We've 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 moved on from the 81 Cup final now. Uh, Watford's last 12 games against Manchester City have all been a defeat. They've all been a defeat. But the question is, how many goals? Defeat for them, I should say. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> how many goals have they scored, and how many have they conceded? Or if you like, how many have Manchester City scored, and how many have we conceded in the last 12 games against Watford? Oh God, well, we've 14 goals for us in the last two. They scored a Ten. couple of six, a six and a five at Watford in the uh, two or three we seasons have. ago. Do very as well. well. I need and a, a two-one. I'm going with fifty-five. Fifty-five in twelve four. games. I'll say an average of three. And I'll say uh, forty. No, we know. was forty-three-four. I'm saying forty-four-five. You're very close. It's forty-six-six. Oh, so good guessage. Mm. Apart from you, Spencer. Well, Bo- well. bottom of the class. <laughs> Ever the optimist, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else to say? What, what about the 125th, I suppose, is the other thing, that us at the game? I didn't like the sepia. didn't work for me, I'm afraid. Mm. But that's just, you know, you need to yeah. be there to understand. Uh, it didn't it, quite I thought it was well celebrated. We should acknowledge it. Obviously, I was with Glimpardo before the game. Of course, was there because he was the youngest player ever to play for City, aged 15 years old. Uh, and a whole, a whole lot of other young uh, ex-players there as well uh, to acknowledge that. Uh, City are good at that kind of stuff, I think, generally speaking, and we, we should acknowledge that. And I think also, as I understand it, there were people with season tickets for, you know, who've had season tickets over a certain length of time were invited as well. Yes, and, and, and certain people, I think, got promoted to the posh bits of a, ni- a nice lunch. Yeah. Not me, I should have. But, uh, Quite right, certain people How did, long yeah. did you need a season ticket for? Well, I saw somebody being interviewed who had a season ticket since 1974 or something who'd been... Now, whether, whether that was a gift of the club I might have got that wrong Paul so I don't want to get you upset I may well have I got that I think I'll wrong. cry I've had mine since 1968 have you really yep. nothing 
Not a thing. <laughs> not well, whether there was a ballot, I don't know. So we, we may well need to look. If you know about that, if you know the reason, let us know, because Paul Denby is now upset. He's left the studio in a huff, never to be seen again. <laughs> uh, we're on Twitter, as you know, at City Podcast. Let us know if you know what City did. Uh, and, of course, Vera Cohen was there as well, our older season ticket holder, 103. Yeah. She was interviewed at halftime as well. Nice to see her looking so well. Um, awesome day, absolutely brilliant. Uh, and Watford look as though they're doomed for the championship next season I think on that sad note we should take a short break and we'll be straight back after this welcome back let's talk about Europe the Champions League of the only the only British side to win in Europe Manchester City win 3-0 Paul away at Shakhtar Comfortable victory, a little bit like the weekend, I suppose. It Maybe not 12, but certainly should have been more than 3. 3 0 was, uh, it was an easy 3 0. It could have been 5 or 6. We did miss a couple of chances. Doesn't really matter at the end of the day. I think the second half was a relative stroll for us, which was good as well. I think we need to do that in as many games as we can, is take an early lead, try and put the game to bed so we don't have to fight for uh, the points. Uh, Shakhtar had won 7 out of 7 in their league before then so they're no, they're no mugs and they're playing Europe regularly but we just totally outplayed them outclassed them and 3-0 was a reasonable score yeah I, I watched the game on television I was not there let me say it now so <laughs> not, many, not many were yeah exactly less than 150 yeah, yeah that's amazing and the people uh, who do that take, you've, got, you've got to admire those guys take my you? hat off to each and every one of them no I was not there I will not be claiming in 15 years that I was there I like <laughs> York City and all the rest of you know, Swindon Town I was not there either uh, <laughs> um, I was not there and the, the greatest tribute to City I had was I was watching it with a Man United fan a fervent Man United fan who fell asleep and I regard that as a tribute because <laughs> he knew it was all over after about 50 minutes <laughs> and he fell asleep watching the game. I thought, particularly, Gundogan had a stormer. He did. Uh, and, he, you know, he's not always been, again, my favourite player, but I, I do think uh, he, on a, from time to time, and that was one of those times, played an absolute cracking game. So yeah. Mares, Gundogan and Jesus, so three of John's favourite players, all, all, all scoring in the... Uh, in, yeah, in the it was good, games. and it was, it was sort of normal service re- uh, resumed, really, wasn't yeah. it? After the Norwich defeat, Neither, we were, yeah. you know, we needed that, that, the bounce back. Shakhtar, you know, it's, a, it's far away. Yeah. It's a little bit tired coming off the plane. Yeah. But, you know, it was a really, really good, reassuring performance. Can I talk about Preston then as well? Um, I've got a theory, and I might be completely wrong here, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. And we've won the Carabao Cup now for two years in succession. Yeah, winning it three years on the trot would be nice. I don't think anybody's ever done that before. Uh, they have, have they? Liverpool have done it. Have they? Oh, well. There we go. I'm going to carry on anyway, regardless. I, I'm just, I suspect that in the past where we've put out a really strong side, a surprisingly strong side, I've got a theory that says Pep is actually going to play quite a weakened side and try and sort of focus on the league. Uh, we're still five points behind. Great victory, of course, but we know Liverpool went on the, the next day and won again. So it's still a five-point gap. And we've got the Champions League that we're keen to win. And therefore, the Carabao Cup is a very poor fourth now in terms of trophies to win. And therefore, a weakened side. That's just, I, I don't know why I feel that. Not done it before, but I think that sure, actually right. Spencer this year, he's going to do that. Do you, I'm how, absolutely how do sure that's right. And, um, I mean, it's been a pattern, hasn't it, in the, in the last few years? You know, four or five or six um, of the squad rotation players will play. Um, I mean, Foden's going to play, isn't he? If I would he's, have thought. Well, he's if, got a virus, hasn't he? Has he? Yeah, okay. had a virus. Yeah. 
okay, I'm sure Angelino will have a run out. I think it'll be five or six, and I think that he should go with that through the through the run, really, and, and be loyal to those players, see what they can do. My, my point is that I think he'll play less of the uh, of the first team squad is, right. what, is what I'm trying to say than, than he would have done last yeah. year that, that's my I point that. I'm not so sure I understand your I point but I, I think rumour has it Sterling's going to play that he didn't play at the weekend I think he'll do what he's done in the past he'll play probably half a dozen of the second string the, the youth, give the youth t- team youth players a run out mix that in with a couple of players who don't play regularly who are on the bench more often than not Jesus is probably going to play uh, I would hazard a guess, and he's not a regular in the first 11, but he's a, he's a first 11 player, if you follow, if, the, yep. if that makes sense. Yep. Um, I would have thought, yeah, the, the keeper would be Bravo, but I, I think uh, Conseo will play at right-back, I'm pretty sure. Garcia will play at centre-back. Those sort of things will happen. If Foden is over his virus, he will play, and a couple of the others will. The, the thing is, John, uh, the um, very, very... Uh, <clears throat> the, the victory against Watford allowed Pep to make those changes to bring Garcia, Angelino and Cancelo on quite early to give them time and they all looked very proficient mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure Paul's right he's going to play all those three isn't he for a start yeah. from the start you would imagine and you have to beg the question rather arrogantly what is a weak city side you know we've got two first teams basically Angelino I thought was, was a, the crosses were very very impressive uh, on, on Saturday Looked Garcia really didn't disgrace himself at all and it was worthy of at least 45 minutes I think against Preston uh, Cancelo I'd play Cancelo again I would play Sterling I'd play Myers on the left but Hayes is up front and we'll score a lot of goals and Zinchenko could play in midfield as well because he, he can he put him in his natural position. If Angelino plays or, at left back, maybe Mendy could play midfield yeah. too. You know, or you know. Mendy as well because yeah. he's, not pl- he's not played a lot of games and he's yeah. more football as well. Yeah. So I don't think it'll be a, a weak weak team. But I've John said different, in different positions. Yeah. 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 We've got a strong second eleven, so to speak. Yeah. So, so I'm happy to be proved wrong because it may well be that Pep continues to be consistent, saying I want to win every competition I'm in, yeah. and I'm going to rest, going to rotate, rest a few players. But you feel he's still going to yeah. have a pretty strong lineup. Let's but, not forget though, Preston are doing well. Preston are second, third in, in the championship. They're on third. a good run. They've got a good manager, mm. um, and uh, they, they, there won't be a walkover. There'll be twenty odd thousand there. Yeah. Uh, they'll be up for it, as they say, big time. You would have thought, wouldn't you, as well? Yeah. The Carabao Cup doesn't interfere too much with the Champions League, unlike the FA Cup. There's yep. a difference there, mm. isn't there? The Carabao Cup. So let's be honest about it. Yeah, if we don't get through the group phase uh, of the Champions League, we're going to. We should do. By the time you get through that, you're into February when you play the next round. And the Carabao Cup final is the last weekend in February. Mm. So you've only got one Champions League knockout game, mm. the first leg of the last 16, before the Carabao Cup final. So you could say not play the FA Cup as seriously because that does interfere. So who's your midfield then? We've kind of done the defence and, and, and the attack pretty much. We've, we've all agree. Who, who, who plays in well, midfield? Let's, obviously, we've got the Foden issue of Foden his Foden fit, certainly. Um, and who alongside him then? Who well, will... put Gundayan defensive I, midfield. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll rest Rodri. Have Gundogan in uh, there. Okay, Rodri uh, deserves a rest. Uh, rest KDB, I would have thought. Who else would go in midfield? Good question, actually. I, I think they put Zinchenko there. can play left yeah. side of midfield quite easily. Or Mendy. Yeah. Or Mendy. And I'm not sure who else we've got to And who plays right. in the back four? I've mentioned uh, Garcia, Angelino and Cancelo. Who's the fourth? Cent- who's the Otamendi plays again, does he? Could do all that. Oh, sorry, I've forgotten the other name. name. The, other the firm of name. lawyers, the Manchester yeah. lawyers. Yeah, Taylor. Harwood, 
Harwood. That's they, two, two kids in, 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 in yeah. central defence. But mm. give them a try. I don't think they put two kids in. I, don't think, I think they, they pair it up, maybe keep on some yeah. Yeah. I, I, I That's my thinking. I don't think they're going to start with, with two, two kids. But, but who knows? Mm. Pep may surprise us. Preston are going to play the game of their lives, aren't they? Yeah. They're a good team. Yeah. You, know. well, you say that, but Preston could also think game of our lives or we're not going to win this competition play a younger team well because the, the championship is pretty important for them if they're third in the league their they're big one to win yeah, is to get promotion it's isn't it it's a nice little earner it's true it's a nice earner uh, before we talk about uh, Everton at the weekend there's a, two or three stories that have sort of hit the, hit the papers kind of before mm. we came on air one is a rather unfortunate tale uh, Bernardo Silva scores three goals at the weekend uh, and then uh, I think most people have seen it, but but the FA, I believe, are now investigating a potential racist tweet. Mm. Uh, you obviously seen that, John. Yeah. Your, your thoughts about that? Bernardo Silva is a racist. Uh, is the is the charge? I don't believe he is. Uh, my my first reaction was one of surprise because I've never met Bernardo Silva, but I've seen him interviewed on on television several times. He's always struck me as a a very mature, well-educated, charming uh, guy. Mm. Uh, and I've often thought to myself, you know, once his football career is over, he'll be a great TV analyst or TV, TV commentator. Um, this tweet, which you don't need to detail, I, mean, I think most people have, pro- have probably seen it, um, is unfortunate, I think, put it mildly. Uh, I, I think it was a joke. As he said himself on Twitter, it was a joke between friends. The trouble is, Bernardo, that when you put it on Twitter, it's not between friends. It's between mm. you and the rest of the world. And there are people, justifiably, who would take offence at that kind, of, that kind of tweet. Now, I think the best thing Bernardo can do, quite frankly, is very quickly issue an apology and perhaps make a significant contribution to kick it out. And that might, a financial contribution, and that might get him off the hook a bit. But there will be an FA investigation, as there always is on these occasions. And many people will say it's quite right. It's unfortunate because he strikes me as a really nice guy, a nice lad. And I'm sure he didn't mean any offence at all, but offence has been taken. A playing devil's advocate here, John Stapleton is one of Manchester City's finest, longest standing City fans going back generations. He would say that. If, I wonder if it was a Liverpool fan, or uh, sorry, a Liverpool fan, a, a Liverpool player, or a Stretford player, whether we'd take a different view. <laughs> Probably um, we would. <laughs> well, 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 we might. But, and, and mm. you know, you, this day and age, it could be argued that, that it, it is, he, he is being racist. I think the context is all... And I'm only doing my job here, as you understand. No, I understand here. that you're, you're, you're trying to get a reaction. <laughs> here it is. <laughs> um, I think context is all. And I suspect uh, Bernardo seems an extremely amiable guy. I'm sure he's absolutely mortified behind closed doors what's happened here. It was, it was just silly. We were talking about this before, you know, banter gone wrong. Totally inappropriate. Probably won't do it again. Uh, has to issue a, like a really sincere apology very quickly and uh, let the FA do their thing. I'll give it one more go, Stato. Um, he's a racist. Sorry, Nigel, I'm not going to take your bait because I disagree. And, if, and, and my view as well, if, if it had been a Liverpool player or a Stratford player or any other player had done that, who you knew was not necessarily... Who we knew... Were, we don't know Bernardo well enough, but you've seen him interviewed. I can, even that sort of thing, nobody's going to put it on Twitter as a racist comment, are they? Because they know they'll get in trouble for it. If you're going to do it, you don't do it in the worldwide public domain. You effectively, I don't know, but I'm uh, guessing you do it privately, um, but he's not a racist, and neither would anybody else that does it in public like that. I, th- I think what's quite significant is the message he put on, on the, message, the Twitter message, was not directed at anyone but Mendy. It was 
he actually said, guess who? Two pictures, Mendy's a kid, and a picture of this, this character they had advertising the, the confectionery who had what our Prime Minister would regard as a, a watermelon smile, uh, inadvisedly, in my view, but he would. Now, it wasn't directed at anyone but Mendy, so it wasn't designed to cause offence to the outside world uh, in, in his defence. It was just a joke, as he sees it, between him and Mendy, but it's misfired. What about then, Paul, the, the other story um, about Liverpool and a million pounds has sort of been transferred via direct debit uh, to the Manchester City account uh, because of uh, a bit of hacking going on? What's your view of that? So I, I find you... it most bizarre. I mean, this went back to 2012-2013 where they took uh, some of our uh, scouts, went and joined Liverpool. That happens. And then I'm not sure if City are at fault for not killing passwords or whether they used passwords to hack into it or how they did it. But to accept a million pounds from Liverpool seems a bit easy to, to let them off. If, if, it was, if I was advising City on cyber security, and, uh, to, I'd take them to the cleaners because that is illegal. What they did was, from what we understand and reading the article in the Times at the weekend, they illegally accessed City's database and went in and looked at the players that we are we're searching for. It's, it's just not right, simple as that. Um, I would love to have seen the reaction had the boot been on the other foot, had, had it been City accused of spying on Liverpool. It might have been slightly more highly charged than it has been thus far. Um, I, I sort of agree with you. I mean, it is an illegal act, but I suspect, I have no idea in reality, but I suspect what the City bosses said was, let's, let's get, this, get rid of this one. We'll satisfy uh, you know, the position, as far as we're concerned, financially, take a million quid and, and forget all about it in, in the best interest of future relations, really. But, yeah, I mean, on the evidence presented, uh, outrageous illegal act. But then Liverpool are one of the teams that are going after City, saying we're spending beyond, against financial fair play. So uh, that's another reason I, I feel... And maybe had it happened in the last couple of years, maybe would, we would have thrown everything at them and well, gone for them. You've obviously read the article, Paul, and, and you've thought about it. Why do you think City have simply taken the million quid? We don't need the million quid, we know that. But uh, as John has said, they kind of just want to move on, good relations, and you may well be right, we don't know the reasons. What's your own interpretation? Why do you think they've taken kind of the soft side of just simply taking the money and not pursuing it? I can only think that there might be a little bit of fault on City and that they, they didn't change the passwords or something very simple. That When these three guys moved from City to Liverpool, they should have... There's a very standard process for that sort of thing. You kill the passwords, they can't get back in. Maybe they were a little bit at fault, didn't kill them quickly enough so these guys got back in. I don't, I don't know the full story. It's only what I read in the papers. So it just seems a little bit cheap to let them off for a million pounds. Let's take ourselves to Merseyside then, as we mentioned. Then we've got Everton, who are not on a great run. Struggling a bit, aren't they? I think um, Fabian Delph held his hands up, interestingly, saying the Boo, the boo Boys... Uh, they were booed off at the weekend. Mm. I think he held his hand up saying it was his fault and so on. It's mm. uh, a good time to play them? I think so. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Everton are struggling. Um, it's a, City tend to do well at Everton. Um, it's a, a game I've been to quite often. You know, we, we tend to group and do well there. Um, they're not on a good run of form. We are, we're really getting back into our groove. I expect we'll, we'll, we'll do well. Reflections on the Everton game, Stato? Yeah, we've got a good record there recently, um, winning important games when I think it was 2-0 last season. Um, we've got a good enough team to beat most teams. If the same team performance as we put out against Norwich turns up, we're in trouble. But if we do anything like we did against Watford, we'll walk it. Not 8-0, I hasten to add. But it's going to 
be which city team turns up, and if it's the right one, we should win. I think those days are gone, Stato. I think you know Nor- Norwich was a, a, a blip. Yeah. It was our only league defeat in eight months. I think I'm right in saying. I don't think that will happen again for a while. I think I, the team we should be concerned about on most side is obviously Liverpool. And in my, view, I think we'll beat Evan. I think, in my view, if we're going to win the league, we're going to have to beat Liverpool twice, which will be a tournament. Mm. The, uh, the Liverpool City question, and, and I, was, uh, I was at City Square at, at, at the weekend, you might be aware, and uh, the, we watched Pep being interviewed, and they, they asked both him and, and the player they interviewed, was it Bernardo Silva they interviewed, uh, about this whole sort of the league has gone and all this, this ridiculous question. It, we, we're in September still, and, and the league has gone. I mean, it is a ludicrous, ludicrous question. Oh, the league has gone, I mean, to Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, yeah. it's already, it's Nonsense. already gone. I mean, it's 30 it's, it's odd games left. It's, it's absolute madness. Yeah, absolute and, uh, and, uh, bananas. So I'm not even going to go there. No. Uh, good. Uh, however, where I am going to go finally is it's an anniversary today. Yes. Who, who wants to remind 30th us? 30th anniversary of our 5-1 thrashing of United under the management of Alex Ferguson, who just spent a great deal of money compiling a team and got absolutely hammered by the likes of my old mate Paul Lake and, and his chums. Terrific day. You I wasn't there. You I wasn't there either. <laughs> <laughs> I was Actually, our son, my excuses, I think our son had not been long born. Right. I think I'm right in saying that. Anyway, but I wasn't there, but I remember the, the deep joy when I saw the result. It was some game, wasn't it? Paul? I you was were... there, I remember it, 23rd September 1989, and it was a tremendous... 3-0 up um, before half-time, not quite as uh, dominating as, as the Watford game. Uh, and the, the one thing that I do that stands out for me is the Andy Hinchcliffe goal and the commentary that went alongside it because I think the ball was passed out from Bishop to White on the wing yes. and White whipped it in and Hinchcliffe headed it in from about 8-10 yards out and the commentators, Hinchcliffe, what is he doing there as he heads it in? And those, those aren't verbatim and Hinchcliffe then turns around and starts walking past or running past the United spectators at the other side with a hand with five, five uh, four fingers and a thumb held up, 5-1. It was incredible. Uh, little did we know that that was our last win against them for several years. Mm. But um, who cares, because we know where we are now. And in our pass of the century conversation, we've talked about Edin Dzeko holding up six fingers. Uh, yes, uh, indeed. Uh, in a similar... I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer. Your reflections on how times have changed, eh? 5-1, nothing, well, I mean, not a lot since, and suddenly yeah. they lose at the weekend. They are languishing mid-table. The wheels have come off, and, and we're celebrating an 8-0 victory. I know, I know. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> but that 5-1 was... Uh, they were saying some of the goals there, especially the Hinchcliffe one, we'd have been proud of it for the mm. present team. You know, we'd have, we'd have, we'd have drawn that comparison. So uh, it's, good, it's good to remember the times when it wasn't always like that. Wonderful to celebrate the brilliant, the outstanding and the breathtaking. In other words, Spencer Debson, John Stapleton and Paul Denby. Thank you to all of you. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.